You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Hello and welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. You can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Hello. Today I'll be reading Grace to Grace by Jamariel. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include alternate universe canon divergence, established relationship, wing kink, wing oil, wing oil used as lube, magic, Dean Winchester has self-worth issues. Bottom Castiel top Dean Winchester. Castiel gets wings back. Grace to Grace, written by Jamariel, read for you by Nerdy Nerdenstein. Summary. There's a ritual to restore Castiel's wings, which, you know, is great. But where will that leave Dean? heard of a ritual that needs to be done in broad daylight. No interesting story ever started. It was a cloudless, blue-sky day. And yet, that's where Dean finds himself, drawing the circle and requisite sigils, lighting candles that give off more heat shimmer than light, with sweat sticking his shirt to his back. Sam's muttering to himself while he prepares ingredients. Dean squints into the endless blue, watching the cottonwood fluff drifting on the air and trying to ignore Gabriel's droning commentary. You remember the first solar eclipse? People lost their friggin' minds. Thought the world was gonna end. He gives a cackling laugh. Man, it used to be so damn easy to pull one over on you apes. Dean catches Sam's eye over the stone mortar and pestle. Dean rolls his eyes a little. Sam gives half a grin and grinds harder. It's a welcome toehold of normalcy but it doesn't do much to ground the butterflies in Dean's stomach. He's not even the one who should be nervous. 
He's not the one who's about to try magically regrowing fourth-dimensional appendages. Out of the corner of his eye, Dean steals a glance at Cass. There's a steel resolve in his gaze, and the way he's staring straight into the sun. Everybody's been yelling about eye damage lately, but angel eyes, you know. It's like he's staring down an army of demons. He looks so far away, distant, almost alien. Dean shivers under the summer sun. He reaches out and touches the elbow of Cass's coat. Hey, he says, soft under Gabriel's yammering. You okay? Cass turns the full weight of that stare down on Dean, pupils contracted to tiny points in the crystal blue. I'm okay, he says, and then, are you? Eye contact abruptly painful. Dean studies grass and gravel under their feet instead. The butterflies suddenly morph into churning rocks. Of course, he says, then brings up the best smile he can. Hey, this is exciting, right? You're going to get your wings back. Cass smiles with a tenuous hope, like he's not letting himself believe it yet. Maybe. Dean slaps Cass's arm. His hand lingers without his permission. It'll work, he says, and swallows down a boulder. Cass looks at him again with a tilt of his head and a furrow of his brow. Dean. It's starting, Gabriel cuts in. Showtime, champs. Cass's jaw clicks closed. Side by side, they move into the circle, facing into the sun. It's still normal, as far as Dean can tell. Except maybe the shadows are kind of weird. Dean stands behind Cass, Gabriel close by. As Sam starts chanting in Latin... Dean helps Cass out of his overcoat, suit jacket, and then waits for him to unbutton his shirt before helping him pull that off as well. Gabriel gives a low whistle. Dean shoots him a glare. Don't usually have an audience, do you, Dino? He says with a smirk. Dean opens his mouth to fire off a witty response, though he's not sure what exactly. But then a wave of cold ripples over the circle, a gust of wind that hisses in the grass and makes the candles gutter. Dean, Cass says, voice low and threaded with, can't be fear. No way. This is what he wants. Why would he be afraid? I got you, Dean says and steps close. The temptation is definitely there to wrap his angel up in his arms, press close to kiss the nape of his neck and feel the solid comforting weight of him in his arms. But the ritual is very specific. He's there to aid and assist, whatever that means and there was a crude diagram of the human with their hands on the angel's shoulder blades, like he's trying to push him away. Sam's voice rises over the wind, reading from the rough-edged parchment with steady, deliberate pronunciation. The light starts to dim. It's not like sunset, but it's completely wrong for midday. Birds in the trees send up startled cries, then go silent. A chorus of crickets takes up the vanguard, maybe responding to the sudden loss of heat. Dean wants to look up at the disappearing sun, but he keeps his eyes trained on Cass's back under his hands instead. He's shaking. On the edge of his vision, Dean sees Gabriel step forward to stand in front of Cass. All the mocking levity is gone from his face. Severe and solemn is a weird look on him. Sam switches from Latin to Enochian and back again. Under the graying sky, Gabriel raises a silver knife to his own open palm. He hesitates. 
For just half a second, he meets Castiel's eye with a question. Dean sees Cass's chin dip in a short nod. The knife parts Gabriel's skin like water. What oozes out is not blood, but the viscous silver fog of angel grace. It falls too slowly, floating down into the stone mortar at their feet, landing on three of Castiel's original wing feathers, stashed in a jar in the Impala's trunk since God knows when. As Grace touches the feathers, Castiel goes rigid under Dean's hands. Dean steadies, bracing himself and Cass against some unseen force. The glow of Gabriel's grace in the bowl brightens to rival the waning sunlight, fighting against the lunar umbra. Silver and shadow swirl around them. Or is that just Dean's eyes playing tricks? He risks a quick glance up, and the crescent star leaves a purple-green afterimage in the center of his gaze. As the eclipse draws to its zenith, Cass's tremors only get worse. The illusory fog coalesces into threads across Dean's vision. He can't blink them away. Like brittle spun sugar, like the snow of a television with no signal. The wind, not a physical wind, but a pressure nonetheless. A whoosh of energy. Fuzzes in his ears. Sam is almost yelling now. He must hear it too. There's a shock, a sonic boom, and the sunlight tilts off center. Dean looks up. The sun is a black disk surrounded by ethereal wisps of solar corona. It spreads across the sky like lashes of a great eye, a demon's eye, black and sucking. Dean feels its pull, feels it down to his cells, feels it in his gut, drawn up into the hole in the heavens. And then he can't look anymore, because Cass stumbles against his hands and he has to brace himself again so he can push back, hold him steady. And Cass's skin is glowing under his hands. That same corona of starlight that's feathering through the sky spills between his fingers, gilds the edges of his palms. Dean clenches his teeth and trembles with the effort of keeping his hands exactly where they are. Though sweat gathers in between his skin and Cass's. Can't slip. Can't move a hair can't shift so much as a pinky tip. He cannot be the one to fuck this up. With another boom, the light changes again, the black disk of the moon slipping to reveal a tiny spark on its edge. Cass rocks forward without warning, and Dean's heart seizes with panic. Quick reflexes keep them moving in tandem. It's like his hands have glued themselves in place. Gabriel catches his brother, and as one, all three drop to their knees. Cass? Dean calls out, voice muted in the drowning wind. Cass doesn't respond, just curls in on himself, shoulders heaving with breath as the threads of light weave themselves together around him. The sun returns. The light restores its shape. Strand by strand, the tapestry of wings creates itself. They start translucent, then coalesce like dew on a windshield into long shadowy sweeps furled like a butterfly's when it bursts out of its cocoon. Dean can hardly breathe, but he can find his lips are moving, whispering words of encouragement. It's going to be okay, he says over and over. It's okay, you're doing great. You're okay, Cass, I got you. He's not even sure Cass can hear him, but he's also not sure he's saying any of it for Cass's benefit. Slowly, 
ponderously, the world returns to normal. The sky's blue rejuvenating like a deep inhale. Crickets chirp, and bewildered owls hoot from nearby trees. All around their clearing, the dapples of light and shadow form crescent-shaped echoes of the re-emerging sun. Sam's voice is dry and cracked with the extensive spell work, but he continues with labored breaths until he reaches the very end of the scroll, until the sun has completely come out of its shadow, until the dark bulk of Castiel's wings is solid and undeniable under Dean's hands. Dean had hoped to feel triumphant, and had halfway dreaded that Cass would just fly away right then and there. Instead, Castiel is slumped on the grass, panting like he's in pain, and the wings they've worked so hard on look like nothing more than two wet wads of tissue paper, covered in tightly curled little tubes that might dream of being feathers one day. Dean feels like he's going to be sick. When he's sure the ritual is complete, Dean lets his hands slide off their marks. They tingle up to his elbow like they've fallen asleep. He shakes them out, but the static feeling stays. Gabriel is bending close to Cass with a hand on his shoulder, whispering. Dean stumbles back on unsteady legs and drifts over to where Sam is chugging a water bottle and working the kinks out of his neck. Can't believe it, Dean mutters, wiping sweat from his face. What? Sam asks, voice still parched. Dean shakes his head and chews on his lip, trying and failing to scrounge up words. Oh, Deany boy, Gabriel sings songs over to them, pointing at Dean. Your work ain't done yet, bucko. Get over here. Dean's back at Cass's side at once, nerves pounding in his stomach. What's wrong? Nothing. But he's... Dean trails off. Gabriel just smirks. Did you think this was the end of it? Hell no. You can see for yourself, these babies need help. My help? Yeah, yours. Gabriel scoops Cass under the armpits and hauls him to his feet. He still looks faintly catatonic, which isn't exactly reassuring. Dean's tongue feels too thick in his throat. The hell am I supposed to do? He'll let you know, won't you, baby bro? Cass blinks squints and shakes some focus back into his gaze, just enough to meet Dean's eye, bleary and lost. He sways on his feet, starts to topple, and Dean reaches out to catch him without a second thought. The weight of his body hits Dean's chest, somehow just what Dean needs to soothe the ache there. He pulls him in tight, tucking Cass's head under his ear, rubbing his hands over Cass's bare shoulders, even as they bump around the unfamiliar bulk of his wings. Gabriel smirks at them, but Dean just buttons his lips and hugs Cass closer. The bunker is refreshingly cool after the heat outside, and dark enough that, for a minute, all Dean can see is green. Cass heads directly for the showers. Dean tags along because washing off some of the sweat sounds real nice right now. 
and also because the thought of letting Cass out of his sight squeezes unpleasantly in his chest. Cass doesn't even look back as he undoes his trousers and drops them on the bathroom floor, his wings still two frail-looking lumps clinging tightly to his back. Dean swallows, not sure if he's staring or can't look directly at them. His stomach does a confused tilt whenever he does, back and forth between excitement and dread. Is this, uh, do you want some privacy, or... Cass responds by reaching out to grab Dean's t-shirt and pull him into a kiss. Surprised, but not unwilling, Dean lets him lead, closing his eyes to enjoy the cool press of his lips. Stop second-guessing yourself. Cass grumbles when he pulls back, and it makes Dean's stomach wriggle and turn over. I'm not. I just don't want to overstay my welcome, that's all. His hands clench tight at Cass's sides, knuckling into the softness above his hips. If he slid his hands back around Cass's waist, he'd feel the crumpled primary feathers against his knuckles. He swallows a knot in his throat and stares at Cass's collarbone like a coward. Cass squints at him, but he looks too tired to press the issue. Instead, he shucks his boxer briefs and turns to start up the shower. Dean could just retreat, leave him to his business, let them both keep what's left of their dignity. He pulls off his clothes instead and follows Cass into the stall. The cool spray feels like heaven on sun's sweaty skin. After a cursory rinse down, Dean lets Cass have most of the water. He leans against the tiles, watching the water flow over Cass's hair, his face, down the back of his neck, and... and between the dark furls of his wings. Can I, uh... Dean reaches out a hand and circles his fingertips at the base of Cass's spine. Please. Swallowing hard, Dean steps close behind Cass, the water warming between their bodies. He lets his hands skate up Cass's hips and sides, slinging his arms around to his chest and tracing the sensitive paths he knows so well. The wings are foreign interlopers, bony shapes poking him in the chest when he wants to press against the familiar skin of Cass's back. Are they okay? Dean hears himself ask. They look, uh, not so great. Cass sucks in a breath and stretches his spine. The wings give a weak twitch in time with the arch of his shoulders. They need to be opened, he said at last. They're only half finished. Curious, Dean traces one fingertip down a line of muscle in Cass's shoulder to where the feathers start to sprout, then continues up the main wing arch. They're warmer than he'd have guessed, and Cass gives a little jolt. Does it hurt? They, they do right now. You can touch them. He sounds... Hell. Dean has all kinds of associations with that heavy, gravelly tone of his voice. With his hands on Cass's wet skin and hearing him sound like that, he has to move his hips back a little to avoid embarrassing himself further. Do you want me to? He asks, his own voice heavier, too. I need you to, Cass says in a rush. Your hands are... He doesn't finish. He just fucking leans forward, bracing himself on the wall and letting the water flow down his back and over his wings. They quiver and flex as best they can, like they want to unfold but can't manage it on their own. And in a sudden snap of epiphany, 
Dean sees them, really sees them, for the living things they are. They're part of Cass. All at once, Dean's hands are on them, holding them up from underneath and lifting them into the spray of water. It sluices over the tightly rolled feathers and the crook of Dean's arms, a benediction. Cass gives an open-mouthed gasp. Yes, he says, barely voiced over the rush of the shower. Heat flashes over Dean's skin, and he steps closer, hips and groin flush against Cass's ass, and he lets his hands roam. The water's nicely warm now, and it slicks his hands as he pets from skin to feathers and back again. The static electricity feeling comes back to his palms. He guesses that's just a fact of touching an angel's wings. Fuck, he's touching an angel's wings. His angel, who pulled him out of hell. His heart sumps in his chest again, hard and insistent. This is awesome, he says, feeling a totally unexpected grin on his face. Cass's only answer is a whimper crossed with a gasp, and oh yeah, Dean definitely knows that sound. He works his way through the tight tubes of his feathers, feeling the delicate skin and bone underneath, the strength and heat hidden within. Cass's contented sighs and eager shuffling are encouraging, so Dean keeps his fingers working, massaging feathers, rolling them open with his thumbs. They start to soften, to unfurl like magic under his touch, tiny little fluffy feathers, softer than down, long, strong primaries that unfold forever, broad flight feathers so sleek and shiny they remind Dean of the Impala when she's freshly washed and waxed. And through it all, his angels gasps and moans, body restless with bliss. Feel good? Dean asks when smugness gets the better of him. Cass shoots a glare over his shoulder, then reaches one hand back to clutch at Dean's hip while he rocks his ass back into the rise of Dean's cock. Arousal flares high and Dean bites off a curse. I'll take that as a yes, he gasps then curls his fingers over the wing arches while he presses his hips in tighter, rolling just a little, because he's only human and he loves the feel of his cock getting hard in the groove of Cass's ass. Dean, you're getting distracted. Whose fault is that? Dean asks, but gets his hands back in business. Dean's renewed attention gets him a throaty groan. Cass's fingers dig into the meat of Dean's hip, while his wings tremble under his touch. Sensitive, huh? Yes. Cass groans, strained and breathy. Good sensitive? Dean knows the answer, but he needs to hear it before he continues. Very good. Awesome, he says, and bends over Cass's back until he can press his mouth to the angle by his shoulders where the feathers are soft and small. The cry that rips itself from Cass's lips sounds like he's breaking. With arms looped under Cass's chest, Dean pulls him up so he can kiss at the back of Cass's neck, an open-mouthed press of tongue and teeth and lips that he knows Cass loves. Cass's other hand, the one not still petting and clenching at Dean's hip, comes up to grip his hair and pull him tightly into the crook of Cass's neck. And the wings, his wings seem to be on the same mission, straining to wrap around Dean in a backward embrace. 
but then Cass flinches. They're not quite ready for that, so Dean pulls away. You good in here? He asks, stepping back to let Cass turn around. His eyes are heavy-lidded and his face is flushed, lips hanging open. Instead of replying, Cass closes the distance between them, and Dean's being kissed again, this time without reservation and with miles of warm, slick skin pressed to him. A groan echoes between their open mouths as their cocks nestle up next to each other, sliding in the creases of each other's hips. Dean's hands slip from skin to feathers without pause. But he makes himself pull back. Come on, he says. This'll be way more comfy in bed. Cass lets himself be pulled out of the shower and accepts the towel when offered. Dean takes it upon himself to run a third towel over his wings for him. Cass stands there and lets him, back arching again to spread them as wide as he can. Dean idly wonders if Sam has a hairdryer stashed around here somewhere. That might be better for this. And the idea of Cass's wings all puffed up and blow-dried ignites warm affection in Dean's chest. Dean. Yeah? Dean answers, still grinning at his mental image. I need your help. Dean drops the towel and rests his hands on Cass's hips again. What do you need? I can't get them fully extended on my own. Can you... would you pull on them, please? Sure, uh... Dean eyes the folded bulk, looking for handholds. Cass comes to his rescue reaching back blindly for Dean's hand and placing it at what would reaching back blindly for Dean's hand and placing it at what would maybe be a wrist if wings were arms here he says hold on here and pull dean takes both wings in his hands but hesitates i don't want to hurt you he can hear cass's smile in his voice you won't okay Dean holds his breath and starts to walk backwards. The wings open before him like the blades of a fan. Joints Dean hadn't even known existed unfold and stretch wide. And Dean just keeps backing up until he has to look behind him to watch out for the wall. Cass stretches like a cat waking up from a nap. And for the first time, Dean really gets to see the color of them. They're not quite blue, not quite black, and not quite green but some iridescent shine of all three. Each feather is tipped with a little sun-bright crescent of golden white. Once they're pulled out to their full length, Dean gingerly lets go, and Cass holds them right where they are, trembling at their full extension. Dean's hands stroke over the weft and banding of his feather veins. Fucking gorgeous, Cass. Dean breathes without meaning to. And then they move. Castiel arches them up over his head like a great sphinx, then gives one great flap that sends a morning-fine mist over Dean's skin and tucks them back down to a more manageable size. By some origami magic too quick for Dean to catch, they fit neatly against his back when closed, 
Dean misses them at once. Like a lodestone to a magnet, Dean draws close to Cass, and Cass opens his arms to bring him in. The gentle knock of their foreheads together and the subtle brush of Cass's nose, more intimate than their nakedness, it's enough to press heavy joy into Dean's chest. Cass, he murmurs, but doesn't have anywhere else to go with that. Dean, Cass answers in kind. Thank you. Dean pulls back enough to see Cass's eyes. For what? Cass gives him this look, one that says, stop playing dumb, and you know perfectly well. And Dean has to fight off a sheepish grin. Then Cass steps back a little further, and before Dean can figure out exactly what's going on, he touches two fingers to Dean's forehead. Between one blink and the next, he's drawn his wings up, out, and in a great surge of air and magic. It's a sensation Dean thought he would never feel again. The weird sideways press into a hurricane. The dizzying vertigo of suddenly being in a different place. Only this time, instead of being annoyed, he's elated. Because Cash just flew. And flew with him in tow. And even though it was only as far as their bedroom, Cass looks over the moon in that quiet way of his, all wide eyes and fierce pride, and Dean has to kiss him. Has to. You son of a bitch, Dean says through a kiss that's more pressing smiles together than actual kissing. Castiel laughs into his mouth and Dean swallows it whole. Dean feels a soft brush against his shoulders, an enveloping warmth and shivery static feeling that can only mean one thing. He opens his eyes to a cocoon of iridescent black and gold. The wings are like an enormous second pair of arms that Cass is using to cradle him close, and Dean loves them. Not even an hour ago they were foreign and strange, and now? Now they're part of Cass, and he loves them. I love you, Dean murmurs against Cass's lips where their foreheads and noses are pressed together again. I love you too, Cass says, then tilts his head to kiss him deep. Dean's skin lights up all at once never having quite forgotten his arousal from earlier. With gentle nudges, he shuffles Cass backwards towards their bed with intent. Cass lowers himself down and parts his knees so that Dean can settle between them, wings splayed up and out like a living mural. Dean stops with his hands on Cass's knees, his heart lurching up into his throat at the sight. Damn it, he mutters. A tiny frown perches on Cass's brow. What's wrong? Dean just stares. I don't deserve you, he says, overcome in all the wrong ways. Cass's hands land on top of Dean's, twining their fingers and pulling Dean down into his embrace. Stop that, he says. We've been over this. It's not just, Dean says with a shake of his head. You're, you're fixed now. You can... You can go back home. Be an angel again, for real. Shut up, shut up, idiot, shut up, he screams at himself. But he can't swallow the words now that they're halfway out. You don't need me. Cass is just looking at him like he's lost his mind, and he sits up a little. Is this what you want? His voice is a small, trembling thing. What? 
God, no, you're my boyfriend, lover, partner, husband. None of it seems to fit for everything Cass means to him. There's a stubborn lift to Cass's chin when he meets Dean's gaze dead on. Good, because I have what I want, Dean. What I want is this. You and me together. He stops, dropping Dean's gaze and speaking instead to his collarbone. I am very selfish, Dean, he says. I want the best of both worlds. My wings and you. Dean picks up Cass's hand, pressing his lips to his knuckles and feeling the tremble of his own heartbeat. I get it, he says, staring down at their hands. I just don't get why you'd choose me over literal heaven. After a long moment of quiet, Cass says, Can you accept that I have? Dean chews on his lip until he feels the silken embrace of Castiel's wings around his shoulders, drawing him in pulling him down until there's no room for air between him and Cass. Dean, he sighs in his ear, and Dean shivers. Okay, he says. I can try. For a long time, all Dean lets himself feel is the touch of Cass's hands and the soft plume scratch of his wings. He listens to Cass's heartbeat and lets him touch all his secret places. Cass murmurs his name. He answers with a kiss. The heat between them builds like a hearth fire, slow and strong. Dean doesn't even realize his hips are moving until Cass's breathing hitches and he tears his mouth away to toss his head back in a groan. Fuck, Cass. Dean sighs against his neck, damp with sweat and leftover shower water and maybe a little from Dean's eyes. Cass's thighs squeeze tight around Dean's hips, his primary feathers tickle his ass cheeks, sparking a blaze of goosebumps up his spine. Getting kind of friendly back there, he gasps between their kisses. They like you, Cass says. I can't help it. It's stupid the way that makes Dean feel. They're just limbs. That's like saying Cass's hands like him or his dick. But still, it makes Dean flush a ridiculous pink with pleasure. Castiel follows his blush with smiling lips and the tip of his nose, making it worse. Cut that out, Dean grumbles, though he can't keep the grin off his face. Castiel just snugs his wings tighter around him. Or what? Or I'll... Dean reaches under his back to execute a maneuver he's pulled countless times, dragging Castiel up to straddle his lap. Only this time he has extra handholds. The base of his wings fit perfectly, one in each palm, right where the feathers meet skin. Cass flaps them a little to help retain his balance, fluttering a soft breeze into existence. It's incredible, mesmerizing the way they move. To stop himself from staring, Dean buries his face in Cass's neck and clings to him, hands roving restlessly from skin to feathers and back again. The way Cass shivers and his breath gets short whenever he passes between the two directs him to focus his touch there. Petting and stroking and relishing Cass's desperate squirming. Dean. You like that? He feels Cass nod and then... You're about to discover something unusual. Ain't nothing usual about this, Cass. Cass. 
Dean says with a grin against his skin, and then he feels it. The skin under his hands is getting damp. You getting wet for me, sweetheart? He asks, breathless. Shut up, Cass growls and squirms harder, his wings twitching tight around Dean's shoulders. Cock a hard line of heat pressed against Dean's belly. Dean mouths at his neck and pushes his own cock up against Cass's thighs, just barely enough pressure to tease. But it's worth it for the way Cass sighs and shakes, losing himself to pleasure. He massages deep into the V of Cass's wings and gets a strangled yelp. He brushes long lines with light fingertips and Cass trembles like he's going to fall apart. He spreads the oil around over skin and feathers alike until Cass is a moaning mess in more ways than one. The oil keeps coming, fragrant and light, and soon Dean's hands are slick past the wrist. Dean wishes he could take Cass right here, just like this. But the angle is wrong. They've tried it before, and it's just awkward. So he pulls his hands slowly away from Cass's wings down to the cool skin of his hips, trailing hot, oily handprints as he goes. Turn around, Dean murmurs. Cass's wings winch back as he climbs off Dean's lap, and Dean's skin prickles with the sudden cold. That won't last, though. Not with Cass lifting himself onto his knees, elbows on the bed. Dean's on him in a heartbeat. Can't keep his hands off him, even while Cass is still trying to figure out where to put his wings in this position. He ends up bracing them against the wall above the headboard, primary feathers fanning out against the stone like a fucking work of art, bright feather tips gleaming. Cass's skin is hot under Dean's lips as he follows the line of his spine. The oil has spread a thin shine all over his skin, and Dean wants to ask what it's actually for, maybe later. But for now, he just inhales the fragrance. He can't quite place it, but it reminds him of something. The wind off the Grand Tetons, maybe, or his old leather jacket. He mouths his way up, up to the tender heat between his wings, and buries his face in the crook of his feathers, Splayed open, wanton, and ready. What do you think? Dean asks, fingers slipping on Cass's hips. This stuff make good lube? Cass pushes his ass firmly against Dean's crotch. Worth a try. He purrs. Just, please. Dean could never deny him anything. Especially not when he's laid out like this. He swirls his fingers around the nadir of Castiel's wings, coating them in oil and making Cass bow his back in bliss. And then Dean sliding his fingers down Cass's spine, the crease of his ass, to press against his opening. Ready? God, yes, he gasps. Dean bites back a pithy response about blasphemy and sinks his first finger home. Under his touch, Castiel is pliant and trusting. Dean's heart squeezes as he adds another finger. A choked gasp and Cass's wings jerk against the wall. Dean. He gasps and doesn't have to say anything more. A few more long finger thrusts and Dean's coating himself in the slick, smooth oil of Cass's angelic body. I love you. Dean breathes as he lines himself up. 
Cass cries out as they join, and his wings give an enormous shake, a flash of light and a thrum like a low harp string. Dean just grabs at his hips and tries to keep control as he pushes deeper. Fuck Cass, he groans as he bottoms out, bending over Cass's back to nuzzle at his wings again. Cass's body supports his weight, which is awesome, because that means he can use his hands to touch every part of Cass while he works his cock in and out in tight little circles. His fingers rove, scratching over his chest and shoulders, smoothing over his belly, sneaking between his legs to tug at his balls and his very, very hard cock. And, a brand new glory, his face is planted right between his wings where he can put his mouth to work on the sensitive joint between feathers and skin, heaven and earth. Castiel gasps. Oh, desperate and heavy. I'm, this is... He seems lost for words. I got you, Angel, Dean murmurs into the hot V of his shoulders, shifting so he has one hand on Cass's cock while the other grips his wings at the base, slipping through oil-slick feathers. Bracing himself on Cass's back, he picks up the pace, thrusting in earnest now. Cass is so tight inside, the silken drag of muscle on Dean's cock ratcheting his pleasure higher with each rolling thrust. He stokes the flames, slow and syrupy like molasses. The rhythm of his hips pushes Cass's cock into his fist, silky with pre-cum, and as Cass starts breaking apart underneath him, the white crescents of his feathers are definitely glowing, faint but enchanting, like starlight. Dean's hips slow for a second, mouth falling open. Dean, Cass growls, shoving his hips back into Dean's groin. Dean swears. He thought he couldn't get any deeper. Don't get distracted. Sorry, Dean grunts. He closes his eyes and bows his head back down into the valley of his wings and loves him. It doesn't last long. It can't. Cass grips him tight, body firm and solid under him, cock hard and wet in his hand. The scent and taste and feeling of feathers all around. Dean feels a little tickling zing of pleasure along his shoulders and sides, and cracks one eye to see Cass's wingtips pinching back toward him, brushing his skin, bathing him in their light. It's so good he might cry. He's surrounded by Cass, totally enveloped, buried in his body, shrouded in his celestial majesty. Cass, he pleads against him. Cass, Cass, Cass. Castiel's only answer is a strained groan and a shuddering spurt into Dean's hand. His body heaves under Dean's, wings vibrating, muscles seizing tight. Dean doesn't stand a chance. He grabs onto Cass anywhere he can reach and snaps his hips a few more times, in, in, inside, feeling it build tight and staticky. And then he's coming in a blinding flash, a crack of pleasure over his skin, down to his bones. When he comes back to himself, he's slumped over Cass, hands still clutching at his hips. He softens them with some effort, petting still tingling fingers up and down Cass's sides as they both come down from the clouds. Too soon, Castiel stirs under him, pulling away and rolling to look at him. 
If Dean had any doubts left, they evaporate like mist in the sun at the look in his eyes. Dean has no idea what he did to deserve such devotion, but he's going to accept it. By God, he's going to earn it. Hey, he whispers, still catching his breath. Cass's lips tick into a smile. Hello, Dean. Dean gives a breathless huff of laughter, grabs a corner of the sheet to wipe his hand. And then there's a giggly moment where he wipes Cass's belly and thighs, too. Once they're clean, he joins his beloved in the nest of pillows, content to stay there for the rest of the afternoon. Dean feels his eyes drifting closed. Cass shuffles forward until their brows touch. One wing folds over them both, bringing with it a cool breeze like the wind off a glacier, then warming with Dean's skin into something perfectly comfortable, custom-fitted by the years. So many times I've wanted to lie with you like this, Castiel says into the tiny, intimate space between their mouths. I'm so grateful, Dean, to have this part of my life and for your place in it. Affection swells in Dean's heart, contentment as exhilarating as flight. Yeah, he breathes against Cass's lips. Yeah, me too. The end. Thank you so much for listening.
I'll take that as a yes. He gasps. He gasps. He gasps. Dean eyes the folded bulk, looking for handholds. Cass comes to his rescue, reaching back blindly for Dean's hand and placing it what Cass comes to his rescue, reaching back blindly for Dean's hand and placing it at what would reaching back blindly for Dean's hand and placing it and placing it at what would and placing it at what <laughs> and placing it at what would maybe be a wrist if wings were arms he gasped between their kisses he gasped between their kisses. He gasped. I can't say that word. He gasps. Gasp. Gasps. <laughs> I hate that word. I hate it. Gasps. It still sounds... Even when I say it correctly, it sounds wrong. Whatever. He gasped between their... <laughs> He gasps between their kisses. Really? Now it just sounds terrible. He gasps between their kisses. God, yes. He gasps. <clears throat> There's that word again. Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.